0: Hi, everybody, Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Locked On Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue
1: Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. And welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson. It's so great to have you here with us on this Tuesday. I hope that you're doing well. Lockdown Blue Devils is a daily podcast where we dive into the life of Duke athletics, talk about a variety of different things each and every day. Today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils is sponsored by Simply Safe Home Security with fast protection technology exclusively from Simply Safe. 24/7 monitoring agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com/lockedoncollege to learn more. On today's show we got to talk about that Duke football victory. They defeat Virginia 38-17 for the first time in 13 ACC games. The Duke Blue Devils A winner. If you haven't done so already, make sure you follow our show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils and follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Please be sure to follow and subscribe to our podcast for free wherever you get them. Also, make sure you check out the show on YouTube to watch us daily. Subscribe over there. Marching our way toward a thousand subscribers. That's the next big goal that we've got in mind here at Lockdown Blue Devils, and your continued support means the absolute world to us. On today's show, my very good buddy, Josh Cox, joins me from Duke Football Talk's Section 17 Podcasts. And as we said, for the first time in 13 conference games, Duke is able to win one, they knock off Virginia 38-17. Josh, I certainly hope that you're doing well, and uh, an ACC victory always feels great to talk about.
0: Yeah, first time. Beating Virginia since what 2014, right? And um, man, just a huge win for Mike Elko. First ACC win since 2020. Um, you know what was it? 17 out of 18 we had lost, 13 in a row. I think you mentioned already. Um, it was just a really good night. I mean, uh, Duke came to play uh, and um, and shut some people up that didn't didn't believe we were legit. I believe we now are are approaching legit status. Uh, if you look at our numbers and everything we're right there with some very good teams and so i couldn't be happier for mike elko i couldn't be happier for these players getting that monkey off their back getting that acc win and then looking forward i mean i, I know we're not here yet but i mean looking forward to a very another winnable game this saturday and so yeah. could really get some momentum i um, heading into uh the unc matchup in two weeks.
1: Yeah, a truly shocking outcome this past Saturday with Georgia Tech knocking off Pitt. Duke is now kind of in the driver's seat. Things are wide open in that coastal division of the ACC, so a lot could play out, and we'll get to that throughout today's show. Uh, with this Virginia game in mind, Josh, and being on hand for it, how would you describe the atmosphere right out of the gates? I mean, did it feel like it was going to be a special night for Duke from the get-go? Did we work up to it? How would you describe the environment there at Wallace Way?
0: Yeah, well, obviously we were dealing with the weather situation, and so that did keep a lot of people away. Uh, So the the stands were not full, but I will say this. I felt like the folks that were in the stands were very engaged in the game. This was way better than the previous weeks that we had had home games. Felt like everybody was super engaged in the game. Um, I felt like uh, with it being a a, 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 a PM later start, um, you know, it was good. Like there was, you know, some tailgating opportunities, and they did not have the Blue Devil walk. I'm um, ahead of this game uh because of the weather um so that that takes away a little bit of the atmosphere i guess you could say um but yeah it was it was really good in there and i felt like i felt like duke came to play i mean now uva pre-game duke was uh warming up on their end of the field uva locks arms and walks down the field and walks through the duke warm-ups uh on our end of the field just kind of you know showing up a little bit and then um, you know, when they came in, they come running in from the visitor's side. Uh, they ran all the way down the field, all the way to the gate that opens for Duke to come out and stood there waving their flags as Duke was coming out. So, like, you know, some little subtle things like that. And so, look, if Duke wasn't already ready to play, uh, those little subtle digs just, you know, I feel like give you a little bit more of an edge on a game day. And so we definitely came out and punched them in the mouth, for lack of a better term.
1: Yeah, you're describing the atmosphere quite well with the start, and uh, some could say it's a little chippy. They're out of the gates when those pregame antics take place. Uh, Duke asserts themselves and marches their way to that 20-point, or excuse me, 21-point victory over Virginia on Saturday. As the game uh, continued to get closer to a finality, and as the outcome definitely became more clear. Was the crowd more into it? Tell me a little bit as the game progressed.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it, it got it got good, and I think, um, you know, Duke did a very good job of uh, of not only establishing the lead, but then continuing that lead and and you know uh, continuing to score points and to continue to match. And you know, you're going to give up some stuff. Uh, Brendan Armstrong, we can say what we want to about him and those receivers as far as the way they've struggled this year, but those that's still a talented group of guys and so like i feel like the fans stayed engaged because i think all the fans knew that like hey this team could they could click and they could they could rattle off two straight touchdowns here and be right back in this game and so i think the, the fans stayed very very much engaged uh throughout the game and then you know in the second half it was just kind of like hey we're going to run that clock we're going to hand it off and let our offensive line move their defensive line around and uh man it was it was beautiful football A lot of fun to watch. Duke a winner,
1: 38-17 over Virginia this past Saturday. Only 129 yards passing for Riley Leonard. I think if you told a lot before the game got going that that would be the case, I don't know that you would have been so optimistic that Duke would have won that football game. I certainly would have been in that category. 129 yards passing for a guy who's been excellent, super efficient throughout the whole year. I don't see how Duke's able to win a football game like that. Guess what? They did. And we're going to tell you why Duke was able to do that here after our first time out on today's episode of on Blue Devils. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe in my own home. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. Save 20% of your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com. Slash Lockdown College to learn more. Again, save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Simply safe.com slash lockdown. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Moving forward here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. I'm JJ Jackson alongside my buddy Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 Podcast. If uh, someone's just joining us for the first time today, Josh, they've never seen or heard the Section Seventeen podcast before. What are you guys all about? Give us a little rundown of your episodes.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, we release weekly episodes throughout the season, uh, recapping our uh, hopefully wins and then uh, looking ahead at our our upcoming matchup. Uh, we typically will uh, interview the play-by-play announcer of the opposing team to get a little bit of insight on our uh, opponent. Uh, We do our jersey predictions, score predictions. We do a This Week in Duke Football History. We do a Tale of the tape, which kind of gives a matchup with our opponent and some little-known facts there about them. And so we have a good time with that each week. Um, And so you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just search Section 17 Podcast, and we'd appreciate the support. As I know, Locked On Blue Devils would appreciate as well. If there's an opportunity to leave a five-star rating and review and you feel like we've earned it, we would appreciate it. So that's, uh, that's kind of what we do. Uh, We have a website, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the whole deal. We're all over the place. uh, Just trying to bring Duke football content uh, to, to the fans. Which we absolutely
1: love. Make sure you go check out that section 17 podcast. The predictions are great. You guys allowed me to make some season long predictions with you. Uh, And I tell you what, you look at those season long numbers for passing yards (laughs) I'm going to look forward to checking back in. I'm going to give it one more week. I want to go halfway through the year and kind of see how things stack up. But 129 yards passing doesn't necessarily help to the big number in mind that I've got for Riley Leonard at the end of the season. Let's talk about that, though. Only 129 yep. yards passing uh, for Leonard against Virginia, and Duke still wins by three scores. Why is that the case?
0: Well, first of all, we the obvious thing is the weather, right? The weather did play a factor in this game. While it was not a torrential downpour – uh, the field had been soaked, you know, for the last you know 24 hours leading yeah. up to the game. Um, and then there was rain throughout the game. Um, so we we had uh, the world's largest ponchos uh, we had on uh, during, during most of the game. And so that did play a role in it. Uh, I felt like in the first drive we did get a first down, but then we tried some like wide receiver screen type stuff in the first drive. I think we realized that it just wasn't going to be as crisp with this weather as what we would want it to be uh, throwing the football. So it's not that we stopped throwing the ball, uh, but I mean, Riley, I mean, what was the 18 for 24? Right. Um, and So obviously some shorter passes um, there is still a f- very efficient, very efficient. And that's, that's what you need. I felt like this was the best called game from Kevin Johns, uh, taking into consideration everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. I felt like we got the lead, and then he did a really, really good job of, like, burning that clock, uh, but also not just turning around and handing it off to the wider, uh, to the running back and, you know, two yards here and there. Like, I felt like he did a good job. And so um, kudos to him. But for Riley specifically, I just – at the end of the day, when you get up by 21 um, and and there's rain and it's messy and it doesn't look like that their offense is clicking – um, you got to do what you got to do, and that is keep the ball on the ground, run that clock all the way down uh, like Riley did a great job of under three seconds before he would snap. That huge drive in the fourth quarter, I know we were already up by like 14 points, but that seven-and-a-half-minute drive in the fourth quarter that wound up with a field goal, man, we just absolutely ground and pound, you know, just down the field. And, you know, for that reason, Riley Leonard – was as good to, uh, this this weekend as he's been all year. It's just that his number wasn't called to make those down the field throws like we have been doing.
1: Which is certainly something that, uh, like you said, we have been doing. We haven't making yeah. those deeper shots down the field. The run game was effective.
0: Go ahead. Yeah. No, I mean, think about it. Jordan Moore had two catches. That's it. Eli Pankle, I think, right. two catches for negative yardage. Yeah. So those are those are two of your big deep threats. And so, like, this was a very much a possession receiver game. This was very much, you know, that Jalen Calhoun had some and stuff like that. Uh, Nikki had a couple, uh, Dal Mullen, But this was not the game where we were going to see that 50, 60-yard bomb, you know, down the field to Panko. It just, it just wasn't going to happen in the conditions that were out there.
1: While Riley Leonard did not have much success through the year, and, again, not that it wasn't a lack of success, there just wasn't a lot of um, calls to make plays through the year and that sort of thing. Riley Leonard did add two rushing touchdowns to his numbers. Mm -hmm. Look, let's be honest. Next week we've got a remarkable showdown between Duke and North Carolina, between Riley Leonard and Drake May, whose numbers are amazing. Even uh, from the Duke fans' perspective, we can admit the success that Drake May is having through the year. But Riley Leonard's been able to do it with his legs a little bit as well, and there on Saturday he adds two more rushing touchdowns.
0: Yeah, I love the fact that we were – one of the rushing touchdowns was a third-and-one or fourth-and-one at, like, the three-yard line, and he lined up under center for a QB sneak and wound up spinning off the right side there and uh, in for the score for three yards. And so I love that. I love that call, by the way, from Kevin Johns. I'm not a huge fan of that shotgun, third-and-one, fourth-and-one, hiking the ball back four yards uh, to try to gain one. Not a big fan of that. And so I love that we did that. And so – um, yeah, he got in the end zone a couple times. And that's that's Riley, man. At the end of the day, he is a dual-threat quarterback. He really is. People are starting to understand. He he had a really good scramble early in the game for a first down as well. And um, and so, yeah, Riley, if, if Riley is not getting it done with his arm, he will get it done with his legs. Pretty fun to
1: see. A defensive effort that looked remarkable as well for the Duke football team. Virginia, we know about their offense from a season ago. Some struggles for Tony Elliott since taking over the job, and we'll talk a little bit more about that defense on the other side of our final timeout here today with Locked On Blue Devils. Locked On Blue Devils is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor that's really good. It's delicious, indulgent cookie dough. We're telling you about the cookie dough chunk puffs that have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of having to make it, plus it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chuck puffs are only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. And did we mention covered in 100% real chocolate go to built.com use promo code locked on 15 l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n-1-5 to get your 15 percent off your first order use promo code locked on 15 at built.com final few moments of today's episode of Lockdown blue devils jj jackson alongside my friend josh cox from Duke football talks section 17 podcast what'd you like about the defense on saturday
0: well, it, it begins with two players. It begins with Shaka Hayward, uh, whose stat line was incredible, yeah. 13 uh, tackles, uh, deflection, all these, uh, I think, a tackle for loss. Um, Shaka was was great. This was the best game Shaka's played all season. Yep. And um, it was really, really good. Obviously, with Dorian Mosey out of the game and then Trey Freeman getting hurt in the game, uh, it became him and Cam Dillon. And, they man, both of those guys are great. But then the second guy is Jamion Franklin. Uh, Jamion was – disruptive. Um, He had a sack. He also had two pass deflections. I think for the team, we wound up with six pass deflections on the night. Dwayne Carter got one. Michael Reese got one. Um, And it it was just really, really good to see on the defense. I felt like um, while we only got to Armstrong one time for the actual sack, I felt like we were very disruptive. And, you know, when Armstrong historically has gotten out of the pocket, he's been very effective, Uh, you know, whether it be running the football, or throwing the football on the run. And I felt like a couple of different times, I know Shaka had one where he was he was right on Armstrong and then he ended up deflecting the ball. Uh, Reese had one as well in that same scenario where he was chasing the quarterback and just had his arms up at the right time. And so, man, that was really good. And then the secondary, I mean, Darius Joyner got his uh, interception in this game. Yep. A really, really awesome, actually, interception of the way that happened. It was, it was hard for us at the game to even appreciate that interception really for how good it was. Um, but he got that interception. Our secondary has yet to break down, JJ. We, How much did we talk preseason about how the secondary was getting pieced together? It was the we number lost,
1: one thing,
0: yeah. Yeah, we had lost so many members from last year. Man, these guys are playing good football. Like, knock on wood. Like, I know things could change. I know people can get injured. I know random things happen in football. But, man, our secondary is playing so well. And, like, I don't know, you have to credit Ish, uh, Lyle Hemphill and the rest of that coaching staff over there on that side of the ball. They're doing a wonderful job. And so the defense played well. What can you say? They held them 17 points, um, you know, under their average for the season. Um, and, and wow, I mean, our defense is starting to creep up there in some national rankings. And uh, who would have thought yeah. 12 months ago that we would be talking about Duke's defense being nationally ranked in, like, points points given up and different things like that. I mean, it's pretty incredible.
1: It is pretty incredible. We're big fans of what we've seen so far from this Duke football team. Uh, and now as they turn their attention to Saturday against Georgia Tech and as we conclude the podcast here today, our partners over at Bet Online. Uh, opened up the Duke Blue Devils as a a three-and-a-half-point favorite against Georgia Tech. That game, again, will be played on Saturday at Bobby Dodd Stadium in Atlanta. Uh, What are your opening thoughts on this matchup, Josh?
0: Well, you know, my thoughts have changed after uh, observing what happened this past Saturday night as Brent Key, uh, the interim head coach there at Georgia Tech, led the Yellow Jackets up to Pittsburgh, at Pittsburgh, nationally ranked, and beat them. And uh, and so – uh, very interesting there, obviously, Jeff Collins uh, being relieved of his duties within the last two weeks and and now uh, under an interim head coach. By the way, Britt Key is a, uh, a Georgia Tech alum, uh, offensive line coach uh, that took over. And so, you know, there's a little bit more cons- cause for concern this Saturday than probably what we expected it to be. Um, at the end of the day, uh, Jeff Sims is still a wildly inaccurate quarterback, I think he's between 55 and 56 percent completion percentage. This past Saturday, even in their victory, he was 11 for 26, uh, so not not good. Um, he definitely runs the ball, uh, probably a little bit better than he throws the ball. And then they they are a heavy rushing attack. I believe on on Saturday, over 200 yards rushing against Pittsburgh's defense, uh, which is saying something. And so, look, Duke's rush defense has been great. We only gave up 93 yards to Virginia this past weekend. Uh, I just got done bragging on the defense. I've got no reason to change my mind on that. Our defense is go. good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Scott mentioned on our podcast that just released today um, that, you know, Georgia Tech does run that wheel route a lot yeah. with their running back. And and we got beat on that Northwestern, uh, Evan Hull, on that wheel route bad. So that's something just to keep our eye on. I mean, obviously, uh, could we go down to, to Atlanta and lose to Georgia Tech this weekend? Absolutely. We absolutely could. We'd yeah. be foolish to think we couldn't. Uh, If you look at the numbers and you take the emotion out of it from this past Saturday, it was their first game with the interim coach on the road, you know, no one, no one picking them. If you remove all the emotion out and you simply look at the the team itself, I believe Duke is a couple steps ahead of Georgia Tech at this point. And I think we should get the victory down in, in Atlanta.
1: We'll see it all unfold on Saturday afternoon, early evening. Again, Duke and Georgia Tech, and we'll continue to talk about it throughout the week and plenty more basketball conversations coming up as well. Josh, the time is greatly appreciated. You're going to be back on the show coming up tomorrow, uh, and I'll look forward to talking to you then, all right?
0: Yeah, we're going to talk. I think Duke plays another sport. We've heard (laughs) they play another sport other than football, so we're looking forward to talking that tomorrow.
1: We'll be able to confirm that coming up tomorrow. That's my buddy Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks. Section 17 podcast, joining us here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. Again, if you haven't done so already, follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. I'm on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Follow and subscribe to the podcast for free wherever you get your podcasts. And you can watch the show daily on YouTube each and every day. I'd appreciate it if you subscribed to our YouTube channel as well. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.